Hello, thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. In today's podcast, I have part two of Neville Goddard's lecture titled Esau and Jacob. So if you haven't listened to part one, I would recommend going back and listening to uh, part one. And now we will continue with part two of Esau and Jacob. So Neville tells his audience, or continues, uh, J.W. Dunn, whose books are known to you, asks, how can you see something that has no edges? He asks the angel who appeared to him, why can they not see the shadow God is casting over the world? And the angel replied, because it has no edges. He thought that was right, for it is impossible to see a this without a not this to make comparison. But that is not true. For when man discovers Jacob, he has no edges. But he is more real than all the Esau's of the world. He is everything and all things at all times. Here's a statement made by Aldous Huxley regarding D.H. Lawrence. He was a strange man, but he seemed to know what he was talking about. He knew what it was to be a cow or a daisy. He knew what it was to be the moon. Huxley did not understand. He had mechanical talents, and he could describe these things as they were described to him by D.H. Lawrence. Something is taking place in you, and God is doing it. For the depth of your being is God. And when this is done, then Jacob is divided from Esau. Everything is given to Jacob, and never shall the scepter fall from his hand. So I have given you my technique in praying. I do not assume the responsibility for making anything so after I have identified myself with the state that I desire. I let it be so. It may take a day or a week or a month, and sometimes I never hear about it but I know it must come true, for my word cannot return unto me void. I see what I want to see, and then I let it be true. I do not lift a finger to make it true, for how can I discuss it when it is already so? Whenever you have imagined yourself as you want to be and you have felt the thrill of it, that is Jacob's command, and the outer being has to move through all these states to fulfill it. The greatest visions in the world are in the Bible. Let this one or that one justify their little comments on the words faith or fortune. The act of faith is the power of God working in man to justify the way of man in need. So I sit down in my chair and I see before me what is not physically before me. And then I am turned around. This outer garment, Neville, was put through all the paces from 7 to 21. And then came this fulfillment of July 21st of this year, the birth of the babe out of my own being. And I saw the complete separation of that little one called Jesus Christ from that which is Esau. Out of Esau came Jacob, and out of Mary comes Jesus Christ. And both come from a separation or a tearing away. It has nothing to do with dogma. Do you want it to be? Well, you name it identify yourself with it, completely absorb yourself within it. The outer man cannot do it, so the inner man has done it. For he has commanded that you shall serve your brother. This hairy garment comes first, and then comes the one you cannot see, and that is Jacob. 
So no matter who you are, this is the plan of God to awaken sons. This outer world seems to come first, but it comes to awaken God who created it when he individualizes himself. What he wants most is Jacob. The whole of the physical world is completed. And we are told it is now melting in radiation, and then when the yoke is taken from Esau's neck, he is dead. Let no one tell you that you are some little worm. You are here because there is that child of God to be separated from the outer form by which you are recognized when you walk the street. Exercise this power for everyone in the world, and not only wish them well, but identify yourself with their your wish for them. Then it is done, and you do not need to raise a finger to make it so. You let it be so. They will conform to what you have done. It does not matter who they are, whether they are simple people, or if they have degrees. These degrees are given by Esau to Esau, and you are only concerned with Jacob. Isaiah 49. He who formed me from the womb to be his servant and to bring Jacob to him again. There in your Bible, you will read it. How can you find him? He is so small. How can Jacob stand? He will stand all right. How small he is, I know, for the infinite ocean tossed me on its back, and I know it did not care. It was doing it for a purpose. I was tossed all over its infinity. I was afraid to go to sleep when I sensed the approach of these nights, and then when I closed my eyes, this separation took place. He was pulling me out of himself. That was the great ocean of life. When you understand this, you will know what the flood means and the true meaning of the story of the ark. So tonight, if I could give you my technique, in essence, it is this. I sit quietly in a chair. I do not lie down for that position as associated with sleep. I sit in a chair and I imagine and become absorbed and identified with whatever another asks of me, as if it were already realized. To me, it is then real and they are standing before me and telling me the exciting news of having realized their dream. If physically they were in tears, it would make a difference, for that is only Esau, and I know that he must go through something to bring Jacob. I am not interested. Esau must serve Jacob. If they call me next day and tell me the most awful story, it does not matter, for they started when Jacob gave the command, and all the blessings of the universe were given to Jacob, and everyone has to serve him. If they call me to say they have been fired, I say good. When they had been fired, they became the fulfillment of what I had heard for them, and they will find that it was turning, or that it was the turning point to take them to what they desired. Afterward, they may forget how it happened, but you do not forget that it was Jacob who gave the command. Now call him by a new name and call him Christ Jesus. Read the genealogy and you will see Esau came first, then Jacob. John came first, then Jesus. They both came in a miraculous way. Isaac's wife was barren for 20 years, and then he prayed. Jesus was born of a virgin. It has nothing to do with a man or a woman. I am every character in the Bible, and these are only imaginal activity. 
and this was an imaginal activity that could pull out of itself what it desired. Everyone that comes from below, by physical birth, has to come first, and that is Esau, and he will be torn apart so that he will be separated, and then the child is born, and then there is no limit to the translucency or expansion of the Son of God. Let us go into the silence. Okay, so this next section is question and answer. So, question, will you explain further about seeing another part of the room? Answer, practice by location. This is the tearing apart of Jacob from Esau. Sit in one room of your home and view another room and see what you would see if you were physically there and you tear yourself apart. Do not walk completely integrated as a being that is only a garment of flesh that is Esau. For man is all imagining and he is always where he is in imagination. If you desire security, let no one tell you it is not spiritual. Those who say it is not spiritual are the first who will ask you for a handout. Let no one tell you that you should not have what you want in this world. It is yours if you know Jacob and who Esau is. Be ready to go through anything. Esau has to go through it. Esau is the slave of his brother. Jacob is the master. When you break loose from his yoke upon your neck, you are dead. Do not be embarrassed of what to lose or what you lose. The best thing you can lose is false pride. You may have to go through the furnaces to lose false pride, for it is Jacob's command. Question, how do you see the golden light? I sit quietly and turn my eyes inward as if I am looking into my skull. In a moment, a golden light begins to glow. Light begins to appear, and it looks like golden liquid light, and it comes before my eyes, and then it goes out in circle after circle, like smoke rings, and then and these increase in rate, and then they become like a funnel with the big end of my face. Another exercise I practice, I take a table or a rug. Do not look at it, but focus my attention beyond it. And with my eyes partially open, I try to look below its surface. Suddenly, the whole thing will become alive. There is nothing dead in this world. This rug at which you are looking seems inanimate, but suddenly in its steps, people will appear. Do not be afraid and you will walk into it. You, the real you, are not contained within the spatial boundaries of this body. That is only Esau. But you are an immortal being and you can step through the seeming solid. If you would like confirmation of this technique, read The Life of Da Vinci. He said that is how he got all of his paintings. He was the first one to give us the model of the airplane before the Wright brothers were thought of. He drew it. He said that when he wanted to paint, he would look into a molded or a modeled wall, and then all these people came out dressed in costumes, and they were not paid models. Take a wall in your home or look at the fireplace stones. They will become so familiar, and then the wall will change its face. It changes with your mood. Often it is a little girl, then it changes and is something entirely different. Your senses will begin to expand. For there is something in every child born of woman that is immortal. I personally have no experience to confirm reincarnation, as commonly taught, but I do have many experiences experiences concerning worlds within worlds. I cannot tell you if the popular conception of reincarnation is true or false. I know I have always been, and I know I was sent, and that 
The world from which I was sent is real to me. Yet I had to go through what this world calls birth. But I do not call that reincarnation. That is the awakening of the sons of God, and there is only one, and that is Jacob or Jesus Christ. The immortal being in you has never been tarnished. You cannot tarnish Jacob. Esau has to go through all these things and fight all the way. We think there must be some redemption for Esau, but it is Jacob who has been given full control of the whole. We clothe and feed and even insure Esau. The being that cannot die is not insured, but we insure Esau. Read it carefully in the new translation, the Nelson edition. They put it in it, or they put it like a poem, and it stands out like a gem. Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples born of you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other, the elder shall serve the younger. I was seven before I knew about Jacob. Jacob did not like being tossed about by his father, and then when I was twenty-one, I learned I was nothing but golden liquid light. Okay, so that is the end of Neville Goddard's lecture that he gave in November of 1959, titled Esau and Jacob. Thank you so much again for joining me uh, for this podcast, and I will see you again in the next podcast for another Neville Goddard lecture. And the next lecture will be called North of the Strip. And again, uh, that lecture was given in 1959. So I will see you in the next podcast. Thank you so much.